Good morning. Good morning. Mr. President. Uh, let me, uh, I haven't pulled up my agenda on my iPad yet, um, but I'd like to call the meeting to order. I think that's the first thing I do, right? <laughs> uh, and shall we have, uh, I, I think we should have roll call, yes? Trustee Banerjee? Here. Trustee Bouquet? Here. Trustee Charland? Here. Trustee Chiquin? Here. Trustee DeVries? Here. Trustee Hernandez? Here. Trustee Jensen? Here. <laughs> uh, Trustee Jensen? Trustee Lawrence? Here. Trustee Thompson? Here. We have a quorum. Excellent. Um, I'm sorry, I really don't have my agenda. What's my first <laughs> item? <laughs> Uh, well, this is, this is uh, approval of the minutes. Consent, yeah, consent, the consent calendar. Um. I'll move. Thank you. Second. <laughs> Wait, I need to pull that. Is that? We do have, yeah. Um, right, so we have a, a consent, we have a motion to approve the consent calendar, but I think I have, you have a. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, part of that was the approval of the audit charter, and we decided to table it. Uh, for the next board meeting uh, because the audit committee has had a chance to the audit committee had a chance to meet discuss this at two consecutive meetings and the committee um, decided to expand the existing charter the audit committee is fairly new for AHS we had it for about four years and while the charter was adequate it was quite spare so uh, we had uh, based on um, an assessment that we had with um, an external organization, CRG, that came up with really good recommendations about audit and compliance. We've expanded the charter, and what we want to do is have some uh, kind of a procedures document, because some of the two or three big things in the, that came out in the um, uh, amendment to the audit charter is A, that the whoever the uh, chief compliance officers is be part of the executive leadership team that the reporting structure change a little bit where our compliance uh, person was reporting to general counsel we have the compliance um, chief compliance officer VP of compliance reporting administratively to the CEO but also to the board as a body so the board as the uh, the internal auditor has a degree of independence the board will be in charge of uh, you know, any decision for dismissal or hire and also be doing some part of the performance appraisal of that. So we just want to codify and operationalize it so that what's written in the charter, we have concrete steps to work that through. So um, any other comments from folks who've been on the audit committee who want to add to that? Well, I do want to offer my apology to you because you have sent this out two or three times, and it was only recently that I attended to it, and I think I complicated your afternoon today, and so <laughs> I want to give you my public apology for my negligence. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's just making it better. We, the audit charter, if you had a chance to read it, is very high level, and I think what Michelle said is that you keep it at the high level, but how does it happen? Like, we need to have proper steps of if we're going to be doing the borders tasked with doing the appraisal, when do we do it? How does age we work with HR? So uh, when we approve it, we have all of those things. We don't just say this is going to happen and then magically 
it will get operationalized. So I think it's all good. So they, if you, if the rest of the audit committee is okay, we'll just add more details, not to the charter. I, I, yes, I, I do think that the charter needs to have with it either accompanying administrative regulations or a policy about implementation of, mm -hmm. of there were just too many, as I read the charter, there were just too many um, issues and words in there that seem to me to be, con you know, interpreted in numbers of different ways, and I think it needs to be honed down and sharpened. So you're going to bring it back to the audit committee, and then we'll give it one more kick, and then back to the board. Yeah, we probably, um, and, and I think I'll bring it back to the audit committee. We should have a subgroup that works with, and I don't know who are the entities that we might need to work with. I'll speak with general counsel, with, uh, with if it's, uh, you know, with Tony, um, to figure out how does this, if the board is authorized to do this, how does this happen? When does this happen? What do these uh, lines of uh, communication and reporting mean? So uh, I'll work with you all, and it will come back to the audit committee. Once we approve that procedures document and do any amendments, then it will come to the full board is what we're thinking. It's, it's pretty exciting to see the work, and uh, the audit committee meets only quarterly, correct? Mm -hmm. It seems to me maybe it should just come straight back to the board so we all understand it, uh, what's going on. Is that, would you be okay with that with your, if your group, because you're not working out a different uh, proposed change, you're simply working out a procedure for implementation, mm -hmm. and now that it's in front of us, it, it almost seems to be uh, more efficient to bring it straight back to us and keep everyone in the loop. I, how do people feel about that? We might want to do it earlier than the next audit committee happens anyways. Yeah, and anyways, I was wondering if I could tap into Tracy as the HR person to who might work with. So it's all, you know, it's something that we discussed yesterday evening with Michelle too in terms of just making sure that the operation pieces were understood by management and by the board before we sign on to anything. So I defer to chair uh, to president and we'll bring it back to the whole committee well, we might i might recruit uh, to the whole uh, board and i might recruit members of the audit committee to help with that subgroup to work on the operations the, the president could establish an ad hoc committee and so you can you can you can do that and and that would be fine too why don't you do that? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to establish an ad hoc committee. Uh, who would like to be on it? Ken Kenny? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trustee uh, Jensen is agreeing. Uh, I will. All right. Great. Thank you. I think it's, it, that makes more sense than waiting for a whole quarter uh, and, then, and then another month. You know, it would be five months from now or four That's months right. from now. This way you guys can move with a little more speed. And, and I think it'll, it's fresh in all of our minds that we're looking at this change that, that will you know, really really kind of uh, outline the procedures a little bit more clearly. Sounds excellent. I have a question. Does that also require a change to the bylaws at all? Does the change in the charter require? Charter's part of the that's, uh, that, that's what one of the other issues that I think we have to compare because it, in our bylaws it it specifies uh, who, in fact, we, we hire or, or report to us, and that's only the CEO. And I'm not certain that 
but I don't know that for a fact, so we're going to have to compare. Okay. I think that's what the ad hoc committee could do is compare. Look at our bylaws, so that we don't have to change both of those things. Okay. Um, and if we do, it will ultimately have to go to the Board of Supervisors. Exactly. Which so we want to be able to, to look at this thing in relationship to the whole, and that's one of my objections to to an apology not spending time with this earlier. So it's, you know, any input that we get and we make it just stronger. Even if it's the last minute. Even if it's the last minute. I deserve that. <laughs> I just have a procedural question for yes. the ad hoc committee that needs to be under the auspices of the Brown Act or not? Um, I'll defer to our council. I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. Have at it. Thank you. Mr. Mr. Uh, the next issue is it? Yes. Uh, I have a comment on item A4, approval of policies and procedures. Right. And this actually might be a procedural question to council. There are eight policies and procedures presented here. There were actually nine yesterday. One of them was actually placed within the closed packet. The, the title of that policy was Credentialing and Privileging of HIV AIDS Specialists. That's not presented here for the board's approval, but the QPSC approved it unanimously yesterday. So my question to council is, how do we proceed procedurally? Next meeting. Next meeting. Got it. And were the corrections? Uh, and, uh, sorry, and also we uh, made suggestion uh, to make a correction uh, council yesterday, just uh, how the, there was formatting on understanding where along the system um, on some of these policies were. We made note of that in, in the meeting yesterday. So with that caveat, uh, we uh, gave approval to those policies and procedures. And Dr. Kent, you may want to let people know it's inside the packet that's right. on your desk. It's inside the packet. Yeah. The, 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 correction. the corrections. The corrections. Oh, yeah. That was fast. Good job. Well, you can get your you staff working late in the night. Good job. Sorry, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's my comments for the policies and procedures. We'll, we'll bring forth that, that uh, credentialing on HIV uh, AIDS specialist at two next meeting for full board approval. So with the removal of the audit changes and the, me, the changes that were made to the policies and procedures, I'll accept a motion to have them moved. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Excellent. And I think that gets us to the end of the consent agenda, and we're on to our CEO report. Sir, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Alameda Hospital. Uh, and uh, good to see you all today. Uh, so uh, we'll be spending the next day and a half together, and uh, I want to thank the, uh, the, the board overall, but uh, particular thanks to the, uh, the ad hoc committee that helped to prepare uh, the agenda for, for uh, this retreat. Uh, I think we have put together a really, really uh, robust uh, uh, flow uh, for the weekend, and as you know, we're, we're going to go into uh, after the report here, we're going to uh, the budget, uh, the draft budget as it stands right now. Uh, we're going to a deeper dive uh, into uh, some of the contribution margin analysis that we do uh, for the organization and for some of the uh, various programs. We're going to focus on one uh, example today to give you a sense of how that works in the organization. Uh, we'll talk about the future of healthcare on the island uh, uh, as we respect to Alameda Hospital, but uh, healthcare delivery with uh, large, so inventory and specialty and other services. And then tomorrow we'll talk a lot about our medical staff. So with that, I'll, I'll, I'll jump into um, uh, my uh, monthly update. Um, so, oh, whoa. This is not the right back. <laughs> this is the right um, hmm. 
So we'll see what that is. 42718. You'll notice that last year we got our 42817. So we just got slightly transposed. Uh, so we'll pull that up in just a second. Uh, but while, while he does that, actually, so we need to. Uh, I don't know, last year was a lot of, as I said, last year there was already two more nationally. Uh, but, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, things are all better now. Oh, yeah, we have to back up and change the composition of the group. But the one in our tablet. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. So we have the right one, but then I added um, the additional slide detail up in So I could use that, but I uh, wanted to just show you the other uh, pieces of information. So. So we'll see if we can get that up really quickly. Um, so what I'll say though is, uh, as we this will, we can uh, save the processing time when we get to the uh, new budgeting piece. So I sent a message to you all, just you know, uh, the budget, as we've said to the entirety of the organization, the budget is a draft until the board uh, finalizes it. And so um, we, uh, oh wait, we're good. Uh, thank you, Dave. Uh, uh, the, uh, the draft that we have before you uh, is uh, um, a little rough, I'll put it that way. Uh, the, the purpose of today's discussion and bringing it to you is to um, help you understand, again, the process that we went through to create the budget, uh, some of the uh, principles that we employed and what adjustments we may have made to some of those principles this year, and then some of the drivers, uh, underlying drivers for the numbers, the, um, uh, the forecast for the remainder of the year, and then the uh, full budget uh, for next year is uh, mainly what we'll be looking at over the course of the, uh, the review cycle with you all, and uh, that will, there will be some adjustments there, uh, but it's largely in its constitution and structure consistent with the drivers and the, uh, and the uh, principles that we outline, and then we do have a basis for questions, and some of the detail will actually change over, particularly this one in finance committee, and then I will start to crystallize at the beginning of next week, or beginning two weeks from now, we'll go to finance committee. Okay, so we'll get back to that when we get there, but uh, we'll go back to now my, my broad update. And so, uh, as you see there, I'll give you the dashboard updates. I'll talk about some system updates. A lot of um, uh, good things uh, kind of came to fruition in the month of April. A lot of work has been uh, happening throughout the system, uh, mostly for this year, in some cases a little bit longer. Uh, and then we'll talk about, obviously, Epic uh, still in the early stages and giving you a sense of how things are going there. Okay, so performance dashboard, we have this. Uh, it's larger, but you know, you can't read all the words there, so it's a real dashboard. You can see the upside of this is that actually a lot of things are trending in the right direction uh, year to date. Uh, so you see that uh, on uh, access, um, with the exception of the top two initial rates where we're within our range, but not by that range, uh, all the others for the month are uh, achieving target. Under sustainability, uh, you'll see that uh, all the metrics on expenses that uh, have always been under budget, but uh, 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 higher than our, our revenue, so they've been driving some uh, negative performance on the EBITDA and operating margin. We'll see for last month, as we reported uh, for the February financials, that uh, we did uh, achieve the EBITDA target for the month, still below year to date, uh, and the operating margin is still uh, slightly below uh, for the month, and then uh, um, uh, low uh, or below like the EBITDA margin year to date. Um, I'll pre-telegraph that um, uh, we are close to books for March and we'll be getting ready for Finance Committee and we're happy to say that we've actually achieved uh, even more and, and better performance in the month of March so we're starting to close the gap and we'll, we'll see more of that when we, when we do Finance Committee uh, and the subsequent report for the, uh, for the next month. On the quality side, uh, uh, continue to experience 
great progress. I want to give kudos to the staff throughout the organization, uh, behavioral acute and uh, post-acute on falls reductions as a major uh, uh, initiative for the year. Um, we are, uh, uh, as you see on this, uh, this report, we are below on uh, um, acute falls. We didn't achieve the target month to date and in year to date as well. Uh, right now, I think we stand at about for the month of uh, April, uh, uh, 19 falls as of the last report, which I think was yesterday. Uh, system wide, which is still below the trend uh, for last month. So if that holds, uh, we're optimistic that we will, we will uh, see uh, some progress on the acute side and we'll keep tracking that towards the end of the year. Slight improvement on Prime, but we're getting close to uh, 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 comfort that we will achieve uh, all the targets at 57 this year. Um, and we're, we're, uh, we're projecting uh, compliance or success on 51 of those year to date. Uh, the area where we have a little bit of uh, uh, work to do is on followers. Oh, I'm sorry, on uh, 30 day readmissions. Uh, I'm happy to say Highland actually is performing uh, uh, really good right now on 30 day readmissions, and we've had some challenges in the uh, post acute side. Um, our care management team is working very carefully with uh, the uh, clinical staff, including our physicians at those sites, to address some of the challenges. We have a, a couple of turnovers in some of our uh, physician uh, groups and actual physicians in some of the areas, and, and that has impeded a bit of the progress, but uh, work is ongoing in those areas. Uh, looking good on our network goals, oh, and I should say an inpatient uh, uh, behavioral health uh, patient experience has, uh, continues to be a bit of a challenge for us. A lot of good work happening in that area, and we're hoping to uh, see some positive. We, we saw some positive uh, trends, but as these things go, we've, we've had a little bit of fluctuation, so it hasn't quite stabilized. Uh, network is going well on both of the targets, our home health and our um, health homes pilot, so that the uh, we're uh, nomenclature there, but that's what they're called. Uh, but both are doing well for the year. And on uh, workforce, uh, we were uh, still experiencing some challenges. Uh, we talked about this in HR committee on recruitment days. Um, a lot of that uh, uh, that uptick that we had is a reflection of uh, fewer positions that were recruited and some of the positions that are being filled or some of those more difficult positions who are filled leadership roles that uh, uh, were posted and took a, a long time to recruit and, and fill. But we're, we're expecting to see that come down. Um, our uh, CHRO is uh, optimistic that we will achieve the goal, and, and, and so we'll keep tracking that uh, to see how it goes. Any questions about interviews? Yes. Uh, it's actually just a matter of record. Um, in last night's uh, QPC meeting, there was quite a bit of discussion about adding a specific metric that might be more meaningful in behavioral health, and that is uh, the number of assaults mm -hmm. that take place. Mm -hmm. uh, the falls are fairly low, mm -hmm. um, and uh, perhaps not as indicative of, of more of a uh, you know environmental challenge around uh, uh, the treatment of our our. Uh, patients there. And so there's going to be some discussion in that particular business unit's work uh, dashboard mm -hmm. that we might look at that. The second comment, uh, for the record, we are not getting in our business unit's dashboards the workforce data. Uh, and I think given some of the concerns that have been raised in our public meeting by public commenting, um, we should be looking at the same metrics in workforce for all of the business units mm -hmm. uh, and, and to have that listed. So it was blank in last night's uh, QPC. 
Okay. So uh, thank you for that. I, I already got a little bit of that data, but what I, I, I'll say is uh, you will recall that one of the approaches that we took last year to setting the system-wide dashboards was to work with the committee heads and the workers and leaders to pick what of those metrics or hot-button topics that each committee is talking about. So the committees have a lot broader dashboard in your specific areas. And the goal was to, then to work with those committees to propose which of those metrics we want it to be at the system-wide level. And it evolves, right? So at that time, uh, um, I think your work uh, produced a set of metrics that were reflective of the hot-button issues at the time. Uh, and so happy to say, in many of those cases, those things are continuing to trend in a positive direction. So this is a moving target. So uh, next year, we set, and that is when we get to the operational plan piece, you'll see how we repeat how that process works. Uh, I'll, I'll encourage and we will work with you to say that when we set the dashboard metrics for next year, again, a lot more detail in the committees, but what comes up to the system, we may want to propose different sorts of metrics that come forward. So if you want supplant falls as we, we, want, we want to keep that going as something perhaps that you want to track a QPSC, but uh, from QPSC you want to pull forward a different thing, assaults uh, for example, or if you want to pull forward something else in workforce uh, from the HR committee, then that's the that's process by which we'll do that. Yeah, I'm just letting you know that they were blank in uh, that particular dashboard presented last night. I see. Okay, the cool. workforce piece. It's blank. Okay. Um, so okay. I don't we'll get know why. Yeah, yeah, just a call. Yeah, because it should be, well, yeah, it should be, uh, it should be, 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 the workforce data point on the SBUs that it blanked since at least October of last year. Yeah. But I wonder, is it, has, has this been recorded in HR committee? I can't. I don't know that it would be in QPSC, but the workforce piece would be in the HR committee. No, like, no, no, it's, it's on the SB, individual SBUs presented the QPSCs. So all Q SBU right. dashboards have been absent a workforce data point. Ah, uh, I see. I see. Okay. And what we're suggesting is that if we're looking at John George, for example, we should have that workforce yeah, data there. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, we, so I don't know if we break the sound by SBU uh, uh, in HR, uh, but we could, we could take a look at that and see. Because of course it includes uh, support services as well, which is a big part of the organization. So, and, and, and as we go further in the discussion, thank you for telling, that, uh, telling us that. No, I, think, I think we had discussion yesterday about re retooling our performance dashboard uh, to, to answer questions from what uh, has been proposed as per last night's discussion, physician engagement scores, mm -hmm. nursing engagement scores, mm -hmm. staffing engagement scores, which might provide us with information. Again, I'm, I know not easy to obtain, but we wanted that to dialogue last mm -hmm. evening. Sure. And we can talk about, you know, what are, what are the options for attaining that information, what frequency it would come in, and whether that is something that it makes sense based off of the tracking for you to, mm -hmm. to look at with that period this year, because if you have something that happens annually, that score is not going to change Absolutely. If, that, you know, if, it are, if it's only measured uh, on an annual basis. Right. So when the, the, the dashboard will come to us then the, in the June, in the fi finance meeting? Uh, no, so the, in the finance committee meeting, we're going to get the people dialed okay. into the budget and, uh, and the uh, sort of solidifying of that. In June is when we will bring forward the proposed dashboard uh, 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 piece, but we're going to bring that forward and then we'll talk about the process by which it gets input from the committee leads and the uh, uh, execs. But we, that's kind of the same. We'll see that reflected in the operational slides later. So, Debbie, I apologize for complications. So at what point would the board, what, what would be the interface for the board to have discussion on the on, on the metrics for each of these? At which committee level? 
Uh, it's at all the committees and then it goes up to the full board. I mean, the, the board subcommittees, not the administrative subcommittees. No, the board subcommittees. So HR, UPS, and the select. Right. And each has its own piece of the dashboard and then rolls up. Correct. Yeah. yeah, we have a bigger dashboard and then whatever you come out of that rolls up. So it's up to the committee really to look at their individual rollbound dashboard and say, we think these four things are the most critical ones that we want to roll up into this. Yeah, you have. That was your approach. Thank you. Um, looking at the third next to bell, the, uh, the third, third row from the top, it, it looks, I'm just wondering what we're comparing it because it looks it, like there's plenty of a tremendous um, improvement mm-hmm. going from 54 days to 16 days, mm-hmm. or else it's comparing at different time periods. It's a cumulative thing. I have to go back to the, you know, when we present this to you, we give you both the slides and the accompanying details. So, have you, I think, a We're saying it was there something you can click? Because I'd have to go back and look at the details. No, no, it, it, we're there um, in 18, it says we're at 48.71. That's a target for 18. But it says our results, our current performance is 16. And, um, it doesn't seem there's not a there's not a, um, a a qualifier for the 48 for the fiscal 18 target. It seems that that's the um, what we're shooting for for third next available. But our current results are 16. So it's is that saying that we're it's 16 days for the third next available? That's yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is for uh, if I'm recalling yeah. the sorry, adult general medicine. Yes, I was going to say it's specifically for adult general medicine. Right. Uh, it's a tremendous. Yes. They talked about that. At, I'm sorry to talk about it at QPSC last last time I made the presentation. It's phenomenal. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Explain how they've been doing it. Yeah. Phenomenal. It's. I'm just exactly. Yeah. Wanted to highlight it. It's. These trends are, are something that the board focused on for a long time. A long time. I just want to call it, call it out. Great job. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't do it, uh, but, <laughs> but I agree. Uh, the, the team, applaud uh, and, and, and Catherine and, and the rest of the team have focused very heavily on uh, improving access, improving throughput, improving uh, a lot of the uh, different uh, uh, metrics and indicators for Right, and, you can, and just with the, the results, the no-shows, you see that those are probably trends along with the, if you have an appointment more quickly, right, then you're more likely to show up. So part of this is the improvements in the templates uh, that they've done over time uh, uh, that increase the number of available appointments, include the standardizing scheduling and how we do leave management uh, for medical staff as well as the administrative staff. All those different things have led to uh, the improvements in this, the, this area and we're in the work continues. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I keep moving here with system updates and I'll start with this one. <laughs> Actually, um, uh, the uh, 
the executive team with the board's uh, understanding and support um, uh, underwent a process of looking at uh, the, um, the reimbursement rates that we have from many of our commercial contracts throughout the organization and uh, experienced some early success with many of the peers and uh, really uh, negotiating those rates and, and aligning them better with the uh, true costs of care delivery across the organization. Um, uh, the big bear that held up uh, for a really long time uh, was Anthem, and so uh, we went through about a two-year period of non-contracting, uh, which um, uh, created a lot of uh, uh, challenges and difficulties for, first and foremost, the patients who would get their care, particularly uh, elective care throughout the organization, the providers who serve, serve those patients in the organization at large. Um, um, uh, we, I'll just say that FM through their own challenges in terms of consistency of staff and, and uh, um, uh, leadership turnover and things like that, uh, really was expressing an interest and willingness to work with us. Uh, they early on conveyed to us that we were a priority because uh, they were dealing with this and many other uh, contracts on significantly larger than ours. Uh, but alas, uh, we have um, negotiated and finalized a contract, a contract that is reasonable uh, and uh, uh, reflects the cost of the care and our ability to sustain and support the organization uh, uh, without cross-subsidizing the commercial career. And so uh, we're, we're happy that we're finally, as of May 1st, going to be uh, back in network with Anthem. Uh, we've been working both with our team and Anthem to communicate to the impacted uh, provider groups and um, uh, plan members and uh, our organization what that means. And so uh, the 